Okay, everybody, welcome back to A Dude in the Hen House. And I am the dude, Fred Carroll, and she is the hen. Well, I called you Melissa yesterday, actually, you know. Hello. To my girlfriend, I was talking to her, and I, I, we were talking about the show, and I said, Melissa. And she said, who the hell's Melissa? Do you mean Mel? I said, I, I can never keep it together. Um, Melinda, Mel, Melinda, Melissa, it just all, it's all Mel to me. They're all Mel's. So just say Mel, then you don't mess up. You know, but today in the hen house, we're going to have one letter, um, a discussion about a very careful discussion about having first time sex with a new partner, some sports news. And I'll let you pick a few more pages from my new book, upcoming book, and I'll read a paragraph or two. How's that sound? Sounds marvelous, though. Marvelous. So let me start with sports. I'm going to start with sports. Uh-oh. We're going to talk about my New England Patriots, who recently went into... Actually, it was their home stadium, I think. Yeah, they were home, and they beat the Buffalo Bills, the star-studded Buffalo Bills. But okay. this, this is where I got the problem. Unfortunately, I don't know any Buffalo Bills fans to pick on. Oh, I do. I don't know any that I could pick on. I, so my son's best friend is a huge Bills fan. Well, huge. tell me he lost and he's a loser. But okay. I do have somebody that, and this is something I've never done before. I know her name is Sarah. Okay. Okay. I, I don't know her. I've never met her. Never even spoken to her. I don't believe. Mm-hmm. She's a friend of a long distance friend who lives in Tennessee mm-hmm. and she's appeared in Facebook photos and stuff. And she's always rooting for her bills in the pictures of my, on my friend's page. Okay. So I figured why not pick on her? Is there anything wrong with picking on a complete stranger? Kind not of not. A stranger. I, I, did it, you do that? No, I didn't. I'm not going to, I'm just going to pick on her. I don't know. Why not? Oh, don't bother. Because you know what? Your Patriots might win, lose this week. Yeah, well, Sarah needs to feel a little pain. Don't you agree that I should be able to gloat no. every now and then? And No, she's not one of your friends. Why bother? Okay. Well, that's it. So, Flea, if you're listening, Flea, this is your shout out. This is your one shout out. Mel is killing it off and I'm not allowed to talk about it. And Mel controls it like every other girl in a relationship. <laughs> It's controlled by her, controlled by her. So let's talk about what we were just talking about, ironic, okay. ironically. Ironically. So an interesting thing has arose and come up into play. And this is the negativity of the discussions that are, in my opinion, being misconstrued because we're catching some backlash from usually from people we know either people we know or people that care about us and stuff like that. Now they may not be right. They might be wrong. They they know nothing about the show beyond hearing it. They don't know the dynamic of it. So I'm going to reinstitute it. And the dynamic of it, this whole show is just two people, obviously a male and a female being able to have what are considered adult conversations. We're never going to be PG. We're not going to be PG 13. It's not in my vernacular. First of all, we could tone down. Yes, we agree with some of the stuff that's being said, but they also have to realize that none of this is written down. None of this is scripted. None of this is um, a lot of the stuff you and I do. And it's, I don't even like to reveal this part of it, but I feel I have to now with this. It's not necessarily us bringing up the subjects. These are subjects that are either a in the news b given to us from listeners or see something in our life that happened. So obviously I'm very open. I don't care what other people think. They could get their own show, you know, and and complain about me if they want to. That doesn't affect me one way or the other, but for on unfortunately when you're a male, you don't get as ridiculed as the female. So God forbid a female has any um sexual experience or sexual education that she could move forward to other women or younger women who might go through this. And sometimes it isn't a personal experience either. It's just a discussion to learn more for everyone listening or learn more for ourselves. 
or it's something that somebody else has gone through and in discussions we've heard it's not necessarily something on in our own lives right sometimes it's a question that i don't even know the answer to so i research it and then i per uh, quote unquote pretend quote unquote pretend on pretend that i'm educated enough to tell it to others i'm just pushing education forward and it's always going to have an adult feel to it because there's comedy involved in this and of course i'm always going to be the clown part i'm probably going to make the inappropriate thing more than you but certain things there are ways for you and i and i discussed with you that we talk about this there are ways for you and i to clean it up slightly to but it, people have to realize what they're listening to is part comedy, part seriousness, part. It's all life. It's it's all the emotions of life. It, mm-hmm. Is it wrong? I don't know. It depends who you are and how you hear it and how you listen. But we have to we have to respect their opinions, but doesn't mean they're right. You know, just because they didn't enjoy something doesn't mean 50 other people didn't. Did we misuse words? Probably. Did we go a little too far? Most likely. And you get caught up in it. Any, it's it's not. We're doing it because, um, especially. It's nothing nothing you don't see on a soap opera. On my end of things, I've been catching a lot of flack on things because I'm the woman in the show, and you know that's been a little bit difficult and not necessarily deserved. No, and listen, it's okay though. It's this is part of the game of yeah. podcasting. It's always been. I mean, this is my eighth podcast, and only three are active now. You know, out of the eight, but I've had women before who had similar issues with their husbands and stuff. It's all role playing more than anything. This is a role playing type entertainment job where. I'm we're playing, we're acting in a sense, you know, in a sense, in in hopes to entertain more than anything to take away that lousy hour of your day and of your week and make it feel better. And sometimes we do go too far and we will again, there's something's going to sneak in, but I'm not going to stop just because these people don't like it, but there are ways on our end to, deter it and that could be an edit that could be in you just specifically moving on and or the way you you the words you use to describe something and we talked about examples and stuff but listen it's just you're never gonna get praise from everyone somebody's always gonna have a problem with something i understand the problems you presented to me i get it from the people that you told me were the presenters to you all make sense. They're not wrong. They're not right. They needed to know what we're about, but we're the whole point of this show is to educate from a dating relationship. And when you're in your fifties and there's dating and relationships, sex is part of that conversation. It shouldn't be something. This is why the European countries are so far sexually educated than us because they're not afraid to talk about it. It's not, Oh my God, a woman can't say that. Listen, all those people, everybody that said that to you has said the same exact thing. They just didn't release it in a mass market. They said it in private. Every single word you said last week and I said was all mentioned by those same people. None of them are priests. None of them are perfect. And none of them are without flaw. Neither are we. That's what the people have to understand. Just because we're here presenting a show doesn't mean we're perfect and it doesn't mean we're going to have a great show every week or great subjects. So we're still going to continue to talk about sex and there's still going to be funny parts and comedy and stuff, but there is an R rating on the show. I put it in there. I mean, it says Claire's day. If you listen to it and didn't like it because of the R rating language, then you didn't click on the right thing or read the right thing, you know? And I understand these are people listening to hear you. And I didn't think I do the edits. I didn't think you came off poorly because you, 
it educated. It was a question that was rough, you know, a hard question to say, a hard question to speak of. But there's ways around it. We could figure so many ways out. If people want to start hearing beeps over everything to satisfy them, I don't think that they don't. Then they just create the word. So, okay. Well, to those who were offended, I apologize. To those who weren't and found it to be amusing and entertainment, thank you for your continued support. And to anybody else, whatever. Let's move on. Listen, it's not a, it's, it's something that is nice to talk about because I've never had the ability in a show to talk about it, but I don't like to reveal too much behind the scenes either. It's not part of the show. No, it it is what it is, but let's lead this into a letter that I received from a previous show. I think it was a few shows back. So this person wrote in and I want to be able to give an explanation after they said, Hey, hen house. I need to call Fred out for a racist remark that he made a few shows back. Excuse me for not having it verbatim for you. Mel verbatim means exact words. I know what it means. Thank you. I I thought I had to Fred explain it to you. No, no, I'm good. Thank you. Verbatim. But I could give you the condensed version during a segment discussing a Mexico trip. His daughter took. Mel responded with, well, she didn't come home pregnant. Obviously comedy, by the way, people. Um, He jokingly replied to Mel with that kid would be eight by now old enough to clean my house. Here's my issue as a Mexican-American, assuming that Mexicans clean houses is a highly assumed and racial remark. I enjoyed your show, but these remarks seriously hurt me. Joy in Missouri. So this is where I'll go with this because all joy is doing, and I have, I I respect her writing in because it's hard to write in, but I think joy has to realize this. This is a serious problem in today's world. It's, it's a serious problem because if you re-listen to the segment, everything she has mentioned is absolutely true. She's not lying about any of that. It's what we said, what I said, what you said, but, but it's all assumed racist remark. It's an assumed racist remark. She wants to build it into a racist remark. We were talking about a trip to Mexico. Yes. Did Mel respond as stated? Yes. But at no time did I say she came home, if she came home pregnant by a Mexican man, with a Mexican child. I never said any of that. She could have got pregnant by anybody down there. It was Mel said pregnant. I said the kid would be eight. I never once in that conversation said, well, then I'd have a Mexican eight-year-old grandchild. I never said that. It's all assumed racism based off the fact she was in Mexico. So So really, we were not talking about any racial things. We were just talking about child labor laws. (laughs) Right. Basically. Yes. And it it was purely comedic. Yes. Um, Any thoughts of the baby's race were not even there. No. I never said she was impregnated (laughs) at all. First of all, she didn't get pregnant. None of this happened. None of it existed. It didn't happen. But I didn't and never said anything like that. And I'm not racist. I'm not. I, I don't I won't say I don't have I'm not going to be foolish enough to say, oh, you don't have a racist bone in your body. I'm sure some exist. I had someone I was younger, much younger. And by going to schools that were with mixed race and stuff. And I guess when somebody beats you up enough, you start getting angry. You just don't have the tools at that age to get through it. Plus, um, adults, the adults you live with, they're going to build your racism up. So it's a taught act nobody taught it to me though and i'm a little sexist but racist no no sexist means i'll tell you what sexist means what it means oh oh, okay i just want to make sure thank you i just just want to prove i should be teaching you the vocabulary not vice yeah but i don't mind such a letter it doesn't bother me i enjoy 
We are again, we apologize if you misconstrued. Misconstrued means she was confused and took it the wrong way. Oh, good. And there you go. There you go. Vocabulary lesson. Um, we're, we apologize if you misunderstood or took it the wrong way. And that was in no way, shape or form. Neither one of us are, are racist people. We are none of that. And, and with, again, everything, how things are taken, there is no, there is no malintentions from us. This is in pure fun education. Just trying to make people happy and have a good time. Yeah, it's not easy. Definitely not easy. But we're going to move into something that's a little more risque because it's just. Oh, here we go. And, and this is just questions and stuff. But I, I just brought this. This is on me. Yeah. So everybody could write into me. How's that? But I want to I want to talk about a situation that happens a lot in dating and with sexual relations and stuff from all ages. I mean, it, if you make the choice and stuff like that. So I want to talk about first time relations with someone new. You know, the, the, I call it the, the nervousness, the discomfort. And we could talk on a serious level and stuff about it because. It is educational to a point and everybody goes through it. Everybody that's involved with a sexual relationship had a first time. So I want to, you know, it's something that I've, I've done a, you know, 1064 times, you know, so, so it's been three. No, just kidding. Yeah. You got to divide by a thousand. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. so us guys aren't just um, erection machines. That's, the biggest thing, you know, it's not just a machine. We talked about that last week too. It doesn't just raise on command. It's, you know, it, it becomes a fucking job almost, you know, just to get to that point. So there's the timing. We got Vacation. The, the mood, the foreplay, the not knowing her likes or not knowing the pace. Um, Pre-ejaculation is an issue. Um, and I think it's tied into nerves and I think all of this is relying on your, on the weapon, even waking up, you know, and, and working, you know, it's something that there's the birth control issues, obviously, you know, we've talked about that, um, safety and condom use. Um, these are all conversations before you even enter into this. Union. Is that the word union? Yes. We'll, yeah. <laughs> we'll call it a union. A union. <laughs> but I mean, these are all, you know, now we're a little gun shy when we talk about stuff like this. I'm not as gun shy, but I'm, you know, you got the, the finish, the completion, um, the warning, um, Dark room, clean sheets, doors locked, TV on, music on. Um, is it too hot? Is it too cold? Full nude, half nude. Um, then there's noises that you may make, noises she may make, um, their discomfort, their embarrassments. And all of this is knowing nothing about them, you know, at that point. So where do you, I, I imagine, and this is all def not deflection, um, assumption. It's even more difficult for the woman, just like the subject that we just talked about. It's, right. you know, you, all those things I mentioned are doubled by your head. Right. Plus women, it's more important that you look a certain way and it's like, oh, does he see my. Right. Cleanliness uh -oh. matters too. cleanliness, oh, yeah. um, your smell, personal body smell and stuff like that. Grooming, everything. Did you put deodorant on? Did I, did I shave my legs? On a side note, I saw I saw a stat that said that Axe deodorant, um, Axe deodorant's um, sales have increased 37 percent since COVID, which makes, <laughs> which makes it it's alarming that people weren't using deodorant, even though they were staying home. I know. A That's lot of, like, ew. <laughs> it's a lot of bad smell. A lot of bad smell. Um, so, Fred, here's another question. If, if it is your first time and 
you know, I, I've been seeing a lot of stuff online about dating and, and new stuff. Is it really true? Do you believe that there's a three date rule? No. Uh, well, first of all, three dates might not be enough. Then, mm. uh, first of all, where it depends where those dates are going. It depends on your age. It depends on your maturity. Depends on your, uh, you might live with your mother. So the ability, <laughs> you know, the ability to go. Because well, <laughs> Listen, you could, you could do it in the woods like I used to, but that was when I was 15, 16, you know, now you get bug bites. I'm not doing it. <laughs> there's, there's no activity in my home besides my room that I'm not going in the kitchen. I love my kitchen. I'm not going to dirty it up with sex. <laughs> I love my kitchen. But uh, that's for cooking. Yeah, it's for cooking. Ooh, you eat there. That's right. But there's there's so many. The three date rule sounds nice in theory, maybe from a minimum, but not from a maximum. Mm-mm. I have no problem with people like if if somebody came up to me, a friend of mine, whether female or male, and said, I met this great. Let's assume a female. I met this great, great, great guy last night. And we hooked up. I don't think of her any less than she's my friend. It, I understand there, there are moments of weakness. Moments of weakness happen from from the minute. Um, what's the what's the word? Um, puberty. The the, uh, the minute of puberty, right until the day you die, <laughs> you have moments of weakness. And if you're in the right mood, if the mood hits you right. It's going to happen once you're experienced in it and stuff. It just it doesn't matter if it's three dates, five dates. There's that's like saying you got to date someone for a year before you marry them. Well, I've seen plenty of I've seen people date ten years, get married for one, and get divorced. Right. And I've seen people date for seven days, get married, and stay married for forty five years. Right. So there's no rhyme or reason for it. There's no rules. Nothing's going to work. What works for me is not going to necessarily work for you. And it's just nosiness. Right. Now, listen, have you ever had a first time with somebody where you didn't have nervousness? Um, and I'm not talking about when you're 17 years old. I'm talking because yeah, you don't even know what you're doing anyway. No, that you might not have had nervousness. That's actually less nerve wracking being young okay. because you assume your partner also is in the same boat. But once you're older, experience levels change. The woman, that woman could have been single her whole life. You could have been married for 20 years and divorced. So you had one partner for 20 years. She's had 20 for 20 years, you know, and stuff. And, and that's no harm, no fall. There's no shame in this. That's the problem. Sex becomes a shame game on a lot of things. We can't, you know, we could dance around words and dance around subjects, even based off of being parents, being having children. But those children all know that without sex, they do not exist. I mean, it's so natural. It's human nature. It's going to happen. Our point of talking about it is that it happens safely. If we could teach you something, one thing, even if it's comical or funny, if it relates to you, it relates to you. If it doesn't, it doesn't. It shouldn't be considered trashy or anything like that. It, it's kind of like calling Stephen King a de- devil worshiper. He's not. He's a very religious man in hindsight. But just because he writes about all that devil stuff and murders and stuff doesn't make him a murderer. Just because you listen to heavy metal music doesn't make you a murderer. Doesn't make you crazy. Doesn't make you, you know, otherwise... Otherwise, write a song called Mow the Lawn hey, and, and the kids will go mow it. You did not answer my question. What was it? <laughs> you just walked away. Far, oh, no. far away. I went on a rant. I said, do you think that you have had a situation where it, it was you didn't have the nervousness? No, never. Because now, now I've never. But also, I'm usually overthinking it. Once you're in the moment, the nerves go away and you realize, wait, this is riding a bicycle. It's riding a bike. You know, the, the toughest part is learning. I hate that saying, by the way, riding yeah. a bicycle. I'm in my 50s. 
If I got on a bike right now, I probably would tip over and fall off. Yes, I ride on a bike at the gym every day, but that's a stationary bike. If you literally got oh, on a bike, listen, over. women and driving, we could talk about that another time. No, but but you know, but yeah, so I've, I've been more someone. What if you were with someone and you didn't have any nervousness and it just felt like perfect or normal or I don't know what the word would be. Well, but. I guess it's a, it's kind of hard to explain because it depends on so many scenarios. Like, because um, is that the norm? That yeah, it is. It is. It's completely normal. The problem is where I think everybody is more nervous prior, the anxieties of it. Yes. yes. Then once it, once you're done, let's say once you're finished, you end up looking at that person and you're like, oh, what were we even worried about? Right. Why was I so nervous? This is, this is just, this is natural. It's because you're It is natural. There's no doubt. Well, about most it. People are, we, we usually, most of us are nervous for something like sometimes even several times in, if it's, you know, new in a relationship, but, so what if it, what if you're not, is that a bad thing or is no, it? A because, thing? you know, if I go to my most current type stuff, you know, it, I, the nerves are obviously a lot less, but the scenario is so different. It's somebody right. I've known for 30 years. Yeah, but that's years. somebody you've known. If you meet somebody new and it seems to be going well and you are with them and it, you didn't have those nerves or anything like is that just because it's a great connection or I don't know. is it I, it's a good a question of that person or is it because you know I, I don't know that's what i'm asking yeah because i don't I'm know curious does that even happen to people i'm, I'm <laughs> i've never one thing i've <laughs> never had was like i was talking the performance issue has never been an issue for me on in that moment the first time okay but you always that's a worry at this time yes. yeah that but I, it's a worry for a woman too from a from what she her body's got to go through for that um pegging a round hole <laughs> i can't think of, I, I don't know how to clean up the terms anymore see now i'm trying anyways to <laughs> let's move on from that but I, I just was curious if people have experienced that where it is just a natural no nervousness just a feeling of a, a i don't know i guess a connection that you don't i don't yeah, know it's something don't to know. research it's something I don't, to mean research. Drunk. I don't mean drunk because sometimes when you're drunk you don't even there's no nervousness you just hope you don't throw up yeah the drunk is doesn't count yeah it shouldn't count but unfortunately the baby <laughs> the baby would count at the end so don't do it, don't do it drunk unless you're looking for a tax re rebate yeah. <laughs> and trust me it's never worth the tax rebate it sounds nice the only time the tax rebate comes into play and i remember like when your kid's born on december 31st you're like yes <laughs> that's when you're like i just lived 364 days had a baby on the 365th and I could write that little fucker off. <laughs> <laughs> but then the next 18 years you're fucked. So it's, it's part of that. So moving on to the next thing and one of the last, I guess. And well, no, I got the new book stuff. So this, this main shooting, the shooting that happened up in Maine oh. with this guy. So, I've been to that town. It's a lovely place. Yeah, I, I had a cabin very close, about a hundred miles away. And so this is a quick rant that I'm going to have just a quick, a quick one, because it could get, this is another subject just like sex that you could easily, you we're we're here to have conversations, but in a different zone, I'd be anti-gun or pro-gun or this or the, you're, you know, you get labeled real quick, Republican, Democrat, left wing, right wing, elephant, donkey, all these things. So I, my question here on these things is when the fuck is mental health going to matter, going to fucking matter in this United States? We'll, we'll stick to the United States for now. So this fucking motherfucker 
reported hearing voices in the to the U.S. Army. He was in the U.S. Army. He reported having voices, hearing voices. They called the police to have him removed, you know, for evaluation. They hold them for two days, two days, even though he's saying I'm hearing voices. Showed all the signs of wanting to shoot people. Okay, he mentioned it. He said things like this. There's no rules in place, no rules in place. So. What makes somebody say he's okay? he just needs some sleep, he just needs some rest and they just let him go. Right. So without dismissing this shooter for his actions, because I'll never do that. Um, he's mentally unstable. Okay, we got that. He aimed towards fucking children and women. Children and women were his targets. And not that men are expendable or anything. And I'm not saying anybody should be aimed at. Nobody should be aiming a gun with intentions like that. Um, but fucking children is, hold on. I can't say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> but aiming at Children, children, take the take the verb out. Um, So this fucker's got a gun in a fucking state with way too fucking loose laws. I'm not a big um, pro gun, anti gun type guy. It doesn't affect my life one way or the other. I'm fine with that. I don't think assault rifles and all, but that's just a debate and it's never going to change for the most part. But Maine has no laws. Maine has no laws. I don't think the laws. I, 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 I'm going to say right now, and I'm going to hit a lot of flack for this. It's not about the laws. It's about what this person had mental issues. And they, now I heard a little bit of a different story than what you just said. I heard that he has hearing aids and in his hearing aids, he said they were giving him, uh, he was hearing voices in the hearing aids. And then I heard they kept him in a facility for two weeks monitoring him. I heard two weeks, not two days. So uh, who knows what's okay. correct and what isn't oh, Regardless, he still bought a but gun they after. Let, but they let him go. And at the end of the day, that facility, and granted, there there's not enough laws in play for something like this. This is a person, whether, first of all, if somebody comes to a facility saying that they're hearing voices and they want to kill people, then then the laws should state if he has any weapons. I don't care what they are. I don't care if he owns a baseball bat, a Louisville slugger. He needs to have all weapons removed from his possession, and he needs to be monitored in in such a way that Right. The facility isn't to blame. The facility. I'm not blaming the facility because I'm not either. Their hands, their handcuffed. Only have the laws. laws. Yes. There's not not enough federal, the federal balance, not a state to state because Maine is, I get it, hunting, um, (laughs) personal protection. I get all those. They got bears coming into the houses on a day. Even just for personal (laughs) protection, I get having a gun. That's fine. Those are all fine. We're talking about a guy with mental health problems, clearly had mental health problems. Clearly. And there's no laws afterwards. So he was able to just go in and buy a gun because you could get a gun in Maine. Um, no license. You don't need to be licensed or anything. You know, it's a loose for a democratic state. It's very loose. Um, it's it's incredibly loose. But I get it. Why? And stuff. I just don't agree with it. I get why they're doing it. I just don't personally agree with it. And that doesn't matter. My personal opinion does not matter on that. But the minute they they need to the problem, one of the biggest problems with homelessness, homelessness, mental health, suicides, all that. None of them are vote worthy. So none of these guys campaign on this platform. You know what they campaign on? How much money I'm going to save you in taxes. Which they never do. They always raise them. It's always a step. That's another thing that should be against the law. I think that's on a side note, you shouldn't be able to campaign on something and not at least attempt to come through with it. You, you can't just say it and to get the vote because it's complete sham. It's a lot. And I, I'm, I'm a total person. And I say this all the time to people that I am a person. If you say you're going to do something, you need to do it. You need to be a person of your word, because if you're not, you're not worth anything back your words. 
Yeah. The so is I feel like in a lot of this in our nation, we need to have a few new laws. The people who are in Congress should not be there until they drop dead. They should have a cap on how long they're allowed to sit there. A president should not run after he's 70 years old or 75 years old. They need yeah. to be retired. Whatever the age is, they come up with. There should be an age. And that's not just president. That should be senators. Right. And I and want they some have new. a cap on how many times, how many years they sit in there. And it's not a matter. It's not. First of all, it's never a matter of their education or how smart they are. Anybody that does this job is not a dummy. They're, they're not stupid. You oh. don't just get this job being stupid. They might do things that are stupid, but that's human. Also, they're OK to make mistakes. They're human beings. We got to stop holding them to such high standards from that. They're not robots. They're not going to get everything right. And just like me and you, our conversations can't please everybody. You, you just can't. You can't be one way and then right. everybody jumps on and agrees. So let's get off of that bullshit and go into the book reading stuff for my new book that's coming out. Well, I also want to say before you cap that, I just want to say I feel so sorry to all the victims. In yeah, that what are you going to do? Send thoughts and prayers? Yes, please. Thoughts and prayers. What a waste of fucking time. Hey, it is. It's, a, it's, a, it's sad. It's what? sad. They lost loved ones. Yeah, and that's sad. Dumbass, what the fuck are your thoughts and prayers going to do? It doesn't solve a fucking thing. <laughs> and it doesn't help ease their pain either, but it's an empty box. It's an empty box of nothing. What a dick, huh? <laughs> Thank you, Fred. You're so hey, I, I wanted to tell I wanted to tell people this too, that that our new logo changed. To what? To that. You see it on the screen? Sure. That's our new logo. I still think, as one of our listeners said, we should be the Ten House Forum. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't work. I know. But here's the old one. See? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the old one, too. I like the old one, but the clarity. It's all about clarity in podcasting. People have to be able to read it in a two-inch box. So go to the new one again. You should have more pink around the letters like you did in the first one. Well, I wanted pink, but you got to go with one solid color to keep their eyes focused. All right. It's very nice. You did yeah, a lot job here. And and there's my new book cover. That, look, that came out really good. Yeah, it took me a long time. Thanks. Well, but, yeah, because you were supposed to release it in the summer. But anyway. Uh, I mean, designing it oh. took me a long time. Oh. But um, yeah, so the, the new books, you know, I, I sent it off. I sent it off and now it's a waiting game. But it looks to be about two weeks because it's, you know, you got to the printers have to get it. It has to go through the system and then they got to print the books, you know, and stuff. So there is a time frame. Somebody made a comment yesterday like, um, oh, my God, now mid-November. I said mid-November is only two weeks. <laughs> yeah. I know, right? It sounds like it's like eight it's months saying, away. Yeah, but it, mid-November is two weeks. So Wait. it's it is what it is. But you get to pick a page again and I'll. Tease you. Okay. What I'll are my numbers? You. What numbers you want me to pick from? Yes. Whatever you want. You know what? Within the 150 page mark, something like that. 17. Seven fucking teen. What is 17? Let's get there. Come on. Oh, I went right to 17. Ooh, see? 17. 17 is from chapter one called, called It Begins with an End. And in 17, I could say Meredith Marple once said, you cannot make someone see clarity when they found comfort in their fog. Sadly, this is what I was dealing with a once vibrant and beautiful human who had chosen vanity over her own reality. She surrounded herself with friends who were living in their own misery and making sure that she too wallowed within their pains. She never recognized that when she really needed assistance, that it was me standing there, not them. Upon our first connections, she had empathy and a lot of unresolved traumas from past relationships. I fell in love with her everything, but never could manage to feel the love return to me. Either I misread her love or was never enough to solve her issues. And yes, her trauma matters. 
I'm not a complete asshole, but I am also not the cause of her initial issues that haunted her past. I was still willing to help her solve them all. So that's part of wow. that, part of that chapter. Love it. Yeah, it's coming out good. Pick <laughs> one more page and then we'll tease the shit out of people. Go go higher, baby. Go higher. Aim 53. high. 53. 53. Oh, I was right there. 53 is from chapter four, early life, midlife. 53. Oh, this is interesting, even though it's boring. Because this portion bores me to talk about and my memory doesn't serve me well, I will make this brief. Having a speech impediment, now I can't even say it. So having a speech impediment is a debilitating flaw. I could gather the correct words in my head and feel the words in my chest. I could push them through my throat and then nothing. Nothing but illegible garbage produced from my lips. It was frustrating. My sister understood my, me best and my trucks became fucks until twice weekly speech therapists helped me overcome my affliction. So that's just talking about my early, because I did, I, I had a severe speech impediment until I didn't talk at all until that's why, that's why if you ever wonder, that's why I'm so much older than you yet. We went to the same grade, right? That's the reason because they I, held back in the beginning. I had a speech impediment. So I was held back twice. Hmm. I should, I should have been two years ahead of you but I was with you guys in the thing. And it probably is what made my maturity level just peak at 54. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I agree with that. I, I, I don't think that's the only reason though. I think first. I was the only, I was the only kid with a car in eighth grade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Driving it. Yeah. That was, uh, yeah. It was really difficult to meet parents. You know, my, my eighth grade dance, I was 19 and she was 12. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. True. At 12. But yeah, my book's going to, so the thing that saved you was because you were so sure and nobody knew you were that much older. You look the same as the rest of us little people. So probably on maybe on next week's show, if we don't have a guest um, lined up, we do have a few in waiting pattern right now. Um, one of them that's real interesting is so my friend Richard Bergen is going to come on. Um, Richard Bergen is a movie writer, director and producer. And he also is autistic. Oh, OK. And he talks about it. He's not, I won't say you will know. Well, let's put it that way. And I'll talk to you off air uh, to clarify what I mean by that. But um, he, he is amazing. He's an amazing guy. He invested his own money in his movie, Fang, F-A-N-G, was just released and it's available now. He actually wrote, produced and directed, shot. He was the camera guy, everything. He just didn't act in it. And it's about a autistic kid who gets bitten by a rat and then becomes a rat. And it's a horror movie, obviously it came out around Halloween time, but it's available. I'll put the link for it into the, um, in the show notes, but he's going to come on and talk about, I've had him on three times on other shows and stuff. He talks openly about what it's like to have autism, to be autistic because you are, looked upon a little different you act different in situations it's a lot of faking your way through things when you're knowledgeable that you're inadequate to handle a bar for instance or dating and stuff like that and he's a he's well spoken he's smart he's talented he's skilled but he has flaws and he's not afraid to talk about them he's a very interesting man very interesting but if we don't have a guest next week I should have all the links and how to buy my book, how to pre the pre-sale, or if I'm going to do a pre-sale, I doubt I will. Um, but I'll put them all in next week's and maybe I'll do a, a, maybe I'll read a whole chapter, just a short, I'll pick a short chapter and do a, just one chapter read as a test. But 
So what else you want to talk to just so before we end this bullshit? This bullshit? Bullshit. <laughs> Thank you for that. So uh, <laughs> our bullshit show. Um, no, I, I think I'm good. And uh, again, if anybody gets offended, sorry you're offended. Um, friend, I will, I will you- say I will be saying penis a lot more now. Okay. Sounds I good. Call it, let's use all ver- proper vernacular. So, and, and people make sure vernacular. That's a big word. Yeah, I am Fred Carroll. The dude. Imagine if we kept the um, maybe these people don't realize that the original title of this show was a cock in the hen house. <laughs> 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 Which I still find fucking amazing. I think it's brilliant. But I understand. Imagine how off putting they would have been then. Um, off put they would would have been. Would have. We can't talk today. We're all having issues here. Well, it's hard. You get handcuffed a little by the by the listeners because you got a you got yeah. an audience out there, and if they tell you something needs to change hair, hair, and hair, all of a sudden you can't be yourself. Right. So you have to. And it's just it that, friends. We're just being ourselves, talking. Yeah, as that's all it is. It's not. You We've been friends for many years. We're just talking like friends. There's no offense. There's no. There's no foul play going on. We're just being ourselves. Yeah. And you personally should not be affected too much about um, other people's opinions on. I'm if, not, you were, not. if you were being true to yourself, that's all you really can be. And everybody should have that right. And you do have that right. And they're aware of that, too. I think their message was clear and concise. You took it. You thought about it. You gave it to me. And this is how we chose it. This is how we chose to handle it on the air. And that's who we are also trying not to hide it. Right. And we're fixing it and we're working with it. And, and that's how we shouldn't have done it. Adults behave. We do what we need to do to fix the things we need to fix. And you take care of it. You don't go throwing a temper tantrum. You don't go naming names and being bad and blah, blah, blah. We're not doing that. We shouldn't have though. We shouldn't have told them. We shouldn't have told the audience. We should have just came on and all of a sudden had like a Jesus bells in the background and did like a church service almost like, oh. hi, my name is Father Carol. And today we're joined by our hen, Sister. Sister Mel. Sister Melissa. Christian. Oh, Melinda. Melissa, oh, you, Melissa, one more time. <laughs> I'm going to reach through this camera and kick your ass. Okay. And that is true me. From my heart, I am threatening him. Hope you all enjoyed that. I will kick his ass and Ken. And by the way. But if I was singing the song, Sweet Melissa, then I get in trouble. No, it's the song, right? Melissa? Yeah, I know. It's a Barry Manilow song. Don't ever test me on music because I am. I can name two. Yeah, that I wouldn't be. Let's not be too proud about your Barry Manilow knowledge, okay? Hey, hey, hey! I have knowledge of all genres. Whose name? Who? I just saw a picture of Barry Manilow, and that fuck, that fucker's had so much work done. He uh. he changed his name to Barry Mannequin. <laughs> 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 that fucker's face hasn't moved in ten years. No, probably not. He but sleeps you know with his Hey, without him, we wouldn't have the McDonald's commercial, uh, have Coke okay. and a Smile. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Barry. That That's great. Something else stuck. And now I'm going to be humming it all day. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bullshit. But, oh, and uh, Double Mint Gum. Don't forget Double Mint Gum. Oh, the Double. twins. Oh, remember Thank them bitches? You. Those bitches were hot with their roller skates and their tight, tight pants. Okay, so anyways, if listeners want to send any more information in, Fred will supply the links. You can also uh, send me a message through Instagram. Um, You can find us on all of the social medias. And feel free to send us any questions, comments, if you'd like our amazing advice. Because Fred and I are the most knowledgeable people you could ever listen to yes, on yeah. a podcast. <laughs> and next week, next week, stay tuned for Fred's penal implant, pictures, and the whole surgical procedure. And I'll okay, show we you. We don't want to wound people, okay? There'll be 
scarred for life. Oh my God. And I added a third nipple to my chest just for me, just for me. (laughs) (laughs) And piercings for each one with giant hoops. I I put it right here so I can. It's like a zipper holder. You can just do this. Yeah, baby. Okay, that's going to be it for Dude in the Hen House. I'm the Dude Fred Carroll. That is the Hen Mel, not Melissa, Melinda. And that's your new name, not Melissa. Okay, it's and just Mel, please. Thank anybody you. Anybody wants to write in, they could write in to the Hen House podcast at Outlook.com. Write in if you want. Find us on social media. If nobody has told you they love you, we love you. And that's going to be it for the show this week. Sorry, it was a little bit of a downer in the beginning, but Mel's got friends that actually give a shit about her. And I don't know what that And I thank you all for that because I really do appreciate it. And I don't. He does not, but I do. And I thank everyone for their opinion. I say mine. Or bad. I I say mind your own business or pay the bills that I'm paying to fucking produce this show. That's what I say. Send money. We should start an account now. It, hey, how about a GoFundMe page to pay our bills? Yeah, it should be a. If we're, they're, we're both in dire straits. I got it just like a swear jar. Um, anybody, anybody that's friends with Mo, Mo, Melissa. Mel. Oh, it's Melinda. Mel. Anybody that's friends with Mel, if for every time you're offended, please donate a dollar into the jar, and. I'll make sure we become real wealthy really quick with next episode. <laughs> okay, everybody, that's it for the show. We will talk to you again soon. Goodbye. Good good luck. Good night. Sleep well. Go Patriots. Beat the Dolphins. Goodbye. Hasta luego. Hasta luego. What the fuck is that? No, wait. Hasta la pasta. Hasta la pasta. How about that? Okay. Oh,